Welcome to the Vine Church TC Community Podcast. This is Jamie Jones, your host, and I am so excited to share with you conversations with people right here in our very own community. I hope this brings us all closer together and reaffirms to each listener that you belong. So I asked Jessica to be a guest on the podcast pretty early on, and she agreed, but it has taken months for this conversation to actually happen. She's had a lot going on in her life, some pretty major things to to get through and to recover from, but it was worth the wait because she was ready to have this conversation. and. At the end, she shares that it feels like a weight has been lifted off of her chest. And I am so happy to share this conversation with you. Here it is. Here is Jessica Bristol. Jessica, thank you. Thank you for saying yes. And let's just start. If you would just tell me a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Well, uh, my name is Jessica Elise Bristol. I'm originally from Oregon, Portland, Oregon, which right now it's a very sad place, but once it was not, it was actually quite beautiful. Um, Been a little bit of everywhere. My husband joined the Navy um, when we were 20 years old, and we've been to South Carolina, Virginia, New York, and now Washington here in the Tri-Cities is our home, is our home. Um, Is he still in the military? He is not. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It was a long journey. It was almost, almost 11 years and it was, yeah, it was a very long journey. Trials, tribulations, all that came into play with it. Well, and moving a lot or moving that frequently without even getting to really choose where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That's in hard. that, I, I told Chris when we moved from New York to here, I never want to see another moving box or a paintbrush for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. I was done. And yeah. now he's out getting uh, paint and brushes <laughs> so we can remodel our daughter's bedroom. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, <yeah. clears throat> so tell me about your family. Your family of origin and your family now. Okay, so my family of origin, um, I have my mom and my dad, and then I have six siblings. One who was previous marriage with my father, um, but they're, they're, they're all of my siblings. I am smack dad in the middle. I have two oldest, two younger, and then my brother who was before. Growing up with a big family was was crazy. Uh, not to mention we had one bathroom, one bathroom <laughs> with that many bodies. I, I couldn't imagine as being a mom now of having one bathroom <laughs> with four bodies. And now uh, Christopher and myself have built our own little family. We have uh, Matthew who is 15 now and Leah who is about to be 13. And um, our Fur babies, our our dog hero, and our cat socks. Um, <laughs> I love it. I like those names. Well, and your uh, did you say your dog was hero, and your yep. cat socks? 
Yep. Cute names. Yeah. Our previous dog was Diesel. And that name was, we thought of uh, Diesel Trucks. We're like, why would we name our dog Diesel? But it fit him so well. It truly did. And they they all fit them very well. True to, true to who they are. Uh-huh. So uh, what is your occupation? I work at Mod Pizza. I uh, Customer service is always what I go back to, um, no matter what I try to do different. I love people. I love to be around people. And <clears throat> just the, the relationships that I get to build. Um, but I am a all-star, which is the trainer in Mod. And I get to tell the stories of uh, Mod founders, of where Mod came from what it is about. Um, and mod really is an opportunity. It gives opportunity to those who don't typically have like, they don't have that, uh, fortunate life of being able to go and do, uh, medical or something bigger. Um, so we have quite a few that have, uh, records, but they are, growing and what what I love the most is being able to see them grow and form into what God wants them to be as individuals which is pretty awesome and I still like even in training I get goosebumps when I tell like my stories or other mod squatter squatter stories Mm -hmm. um and I've been out of work since February the beginning of February so I miss my people. I miss the communication and just being able to be with people in general, even if it is with a face mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to go back, but I'm also scared because I haven't mm-hmm. been there since February. So yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, but good. I didn't know that. I didn't know very much about Mod, but I do like that restaurant. So that's really cool to kind of I. I had heard that you worked there, but I never actually asked you about it or like what you did. So yeah, really well, interesting. You should, uh, yeah. You should uh, look into it some more of where mod comes from or even ask me because yeah. I know lots, lots of stories. Um, but it's one, one place that I'm glad I'm a part of that community and being able to see people grow. Um mm-hmm we have core values there and the core values are there's tons of them and they've changed, but, um, grit, growth, gratitude, and generosity is the four core. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite one is growth and, um, learning. That's one mm-hmm. of the core values that I always tell. And they're, they're young, they're young ones. They're 18, 19, mm-hmm. I'm called the mom of mod because I was the <laughs> oldest, not no more. <laughs> um, but it's it's a great journey to be in for sure. I love That's it. Awesome. So you said you've lived mm-hmm. in the Tri Cities about eleven years. Is that right? No, we've oh, lived here. What? since 2016 May 18th oh what am I saying oh that's how long you were in the military yeah or what was the 11 years what was 11 11 almost 11 years was the military oh okay um (laughs) but we moved from New York uh in 2016 so so four years yeah so how and when did you connect with the Vine Church 
how we did was we had checked out a couple churches here um, when we first moved. Um, we had gone to Bethel. We had checked out C3. And I'm I'm want more so than my husband to be like, go check it out. Go venture. Go see what will fit the family. And I just wasn't clicking like anywhere where we were going. And I put it on hold. I continued to pray about it. And we talked about it. We're like, you know what? When a church comes, it'll come. Uh, Easter four years ago, we were looking for a church to go do an Easter egg hunt with. Um, And Christopher looked online. He's like, go check this out. It's out in Kennewick. Go check out the Vine Church. Very crazy. Very, very crazy of just how many people were there. What was even what was even more crazy to me is how many people were there for the Easter egg hunt and how many people went and enjoyed the service. Um, but the moment I felt welcomed was with Sarah. Um, we were just sitting there and she came up and she sparked a conversation. You know her. She's very, very loving. Love her to death. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you should come check out the service afterwards. And I said, you know what? I think we will. Um, we went in and immediately I felt at home. As soon as I walked in the building, I felt at home. I was like, this, this is it. Now the kids are loving it. They, they loved it. Um, and Christopher was working that day. So when we came back from church and he got off of work, I told him, I said, we got to go check this out as a family. And then the next Sunday we went and he was, he was just as amazed as I was and felt right at home and hasn't changed. We still do, even though there's no physical church of being in the church in the place, but it's, it's still, it's still home. And even in the last couple months, more so we've noticed that God put us with the vine for many reasons, many, many reasons. Um, we're not, sure of all of them right now, but um, we're very excited to learn and to grow and love everybody there. Mm -hmm. Everybody. I love to talk to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's such a cool story of how I think I'm trying to, while you're telling me a story, I'm trying to remember if that was the same Easter that we went. It very well could have been. I can't remember if it was 2016. Anyway. I didn't know you guys were at the Vine before this time. No, we weren't. We only went that one time. We only went that one Easter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. we and then we found a church that was in our neighborhood. And so then, and we live in Pasco. So we stayed. And then that church actually um, merged with a different church. And so it ended. And then, um, anyway, that's my story. But yeah, yeah. We, we didn't start coming to the Vine until last summer. So, okay. Um, but okay. we had visited and it's, and it was an Easter Sunday that we had visited and my kids of course loved it. And ever since wanted to go back to the vine. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, and well, so we're that, glad yeah. you're there. Oh, well, yes. we're glad you're there. <laughs> yes. yes. So what are some of your interests and hobbies? Oh, lots. Um, I love to sing. I love to dance. Christopher and I just did dance classes for our first time in almost 15 years, uh-huh. which we will be incorporating a lot more dances in our life. Um, what kind of dance lessons? 
We just did uh, what? Not waltz. Not the waltz. That's the one we missed. Um, Wait, was it step. ballroom? Two step. Okay. I didn't even know. I don't know. I <laughs> I'm more of a goofy dancer. Like I just dance when I hear music. Come on. Um, <laughs> so to put put it together like nice and smooth and elegant and it's pretty amazing. I was I can't. I can't deny that I wasn't yelled at by an older lady because I wasn't, my form wasn't right, but it was all worth it. <laughs> and we did it together. And it's, oh. it's a lot of fun. But yeah, dancing, singing, we love to go uh, camping, love camping, uh, hiking, just being outdoors. We're very much so outdoorsy. We love to be by the water. I love to cook. And something that just came into my life with this downtime is diamond painting. Um, I don't know if you've seen those or heard of them, but they're pretty awesome. Uh, They are just these little gems that you stick on uh, paper and make a beautiful picture out of it. Um, I'm working on one right now. Diamond Diamond painting. Oh, diamond painting. No, I've never heard of that. I'll have to show you. Um, my mom brought it into my life when she was here in the beginning of surgery, and I've seen her do them. They're very time-consuming, so if you don't have that patience to sit and do dot by dot, might not be for you. But in the time that I've had, it's something that's been very helpful <laughs> for doing something, and it's a lot of fun. And I can't wait for the finished work of it. It's yeah. I'm oh, excited. I definitely want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I would say that my, my number one favorite thing is, uh, just family time being on the couch, Mm -hmm. watching movies, even if it's not showered or being lazy and Mm -hmm. being with my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you passionate about? Ah, that one took me, uh, a while when I saw that, I was like, what am I passionate about? I'm passionate about a lot of things but one thing that I am very passionate about is being true to myself and true to others um think just truthful and what you see is what you get being a great a great leader a great role model for not just our kids but for anybody I come encountered with um we have a lot of kids over here a lot and being that role model, not knowing what they have at home or what they don't, what they do or don't have. Mm-hmm. I take it and I, um, because of past of my own childhood, I just feel like it's something that I am passionate about is children, kids, mm-hmm. even adults. Yeah. Setting a good example and mm-hmm being a, a good listener and telling people it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to well, tell myself that more often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it sounds like your house is like a safe house and a yes. place that kids want to go to. Yes. And a, a lot of people, a lot of people would say that and we love it. And we love having people here. We love bringing people into our house and sharing what we have to to give. Um, Mm -hmm. And every time people walk in, even if they're 
especially new into our house. So we're like, I always say, mi casa su casa, like make yourself at home. You don't have to ask, just make yourself at home. But it's normal to for people to want to ask. Right, hey, right. I do this. Is <laughs> yeah. this okay? But, yeah, it is definitely, I would consider it a safe house for mm-hmm. a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. And awesome. ours. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Well, next, I would love if you could share an overview of your faith journey, where you've been and where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, being in a family of seven, we all raised with Christianity as uh, um, our life and our upbringing. out of the five siblings, I believe that uh, my father and mother were more more harder on me to make sure that I made it to church than like my two older siblings, which I was only a year or two years behind them. Like they didn't have to go. Um, and there, there was moments where I didn't want to go to church and I was, I had to get up to get in that van and get to church. Um, no matter the the times where I was so frustrated of being forced to go to church, it always it was always a good outcome. I I always I either met somebody that was good for my life and for myself, or I was able to help somebody or help in the nursery or something good always came out of it. No matter if I was frustrated that I was being forced to go, mm-hmm. um, like I said, smack down in the middle, too older, too younger. Two younger didn't really have a choice because they were babies. Um, and there was one time I woke up and it was a very different morning than any other morning waking up. And my dad made sure he's like, Jessica, you get your butt in the van right this moment. You're going to church. And my mom, she looked at me and she goes, everything will be okay. Just get cleaned up and get in the van. And um, I went and I was so, so emotionally distraught of how that morning had gone and sitting in the church service, my dad leaned over to me and he said, I do this because I love you. I, I want you to be in church because I love you. And after, after worship, we sat down and I just leaned my head into him and no matter in that moment where I was so upset with my father for making me go to church, I also felt comfort in him um, for making me do that and being my father at that moment. And now as an adult, I look at it and that's one thing Christopher and I both uh, agree on a hundred percent is we will never force our children to go to church we want them to make that choice on their own. We want them to make the choice to get to know God, to want him in in their life. So in that lesson for me as a kid, I was able to turn it into something good with our own children. Of mm-hmm. It's okay. You're not always going to want to get up and go to church. You're not always going to be bright eyed and bushy tailed, but we would like to see you go to church. Um, and in that outcome, they've, they've chosen to do it almost every morning. Some mornings they were like, no, I want to sleep in. Okay, fine. Sleep in. That's okay. Um, 
but in that in that moment a very special person came into my life and he made my religious outlook of God and what he is and who he is um, in everybody's life as individuals and what they go through is amazing. Um, He still is in everything I talk about um, when it comes to religion. It's a great, a great leader. I could say that I wish I had the leader in my own household for um, just the right guidance on God, but it it wasn't. So I've I had to figure out on my own with that influence and then things that I have gone through in my life um, to make my relationship with God where it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, it's amazing. Uh, my relationship with God and just how I feel day to day with him in prayer and worship and silence. And even in the moments of not recognizing him, he is so good. He is so good to me and he's so good to those around me and I cannot picture my life without him um, ever again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's good. So you grew up in a Christian home and you didn't really always want to go to church, but then what happened? Like, as you, like, what about that in between time? So the in between time was, I was very rebellious. Um, I made a lot of poor choices from running away to drugs to just being with the wrong crowd. Um, and in that time of rebellious, rebellious ways that I had every day is what it was. Um, One Sunday, I went to church on my own, Um, and it was it it was a bap. They were baptizing um, people that day, and this is one thing I'm not proud of. Very, very true moment that I'm not proud of uh, still to this day. And um, I went and I got baptized, and I got baptized not for any of the right reasons. I got baptized to um, be hurtful to my mom and my father. Um, And at that moment, I didn't, like, I felt good. I had people praying over me. I, like I said about drugs, that was a very dark, dark spot in my life. And um, in that moment of me getting baptized, there was just white light, all like white light, all in front of me, and tears were just rolling down my face. I couldn't see anything, and people were. I felt a ton of hands over me, praying over me. And then that moment, I, <clears throat> I realized that God is more than I could even imagine, and continue to go on my ways or not, change them for the better or not. 
Um, it was all up to me and what I wanted to do to better my life with, with myself and with Christ. I was going to youth group, church, um, not all for the right reasons. As Richard McIntyre said to me that it was a cry out for help coming there for um, attention, for somebody to see me, for somebody to acknowledge me. And in that time, I kind of was like, what? That doesn't make sense. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, And then I stopped going for a while quite a while and a lot of stuff happened in that meantime um and then I was in a very 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 dark spot a dark place where I didn't know if I was gonna be able to get out of it didn't know if I was ever gonna see my parents again or my siblings or um just a very dark dark spot and In this, in one of the moments of this time, this was probably about four months, three months, let's say three months of being in this spot. How Um, old were you? I was um, 15 turned 16. Okay. And I encountered a lot of just evil. looking back of like just murder of just just not not such good things and I put myself in this spot by being rebellious and um one of the evenings I had found myself uh just broken broken more than I could ever imagine in a closet with um some kids and just trying to get out of the situation. That was the only place I could go. Very terrified in that, in that moment um, of not knowing if I would see tomorrow after seeing everything that I had. And this was months later, like I was just exhausted and I wanted to, I wanted to see my family. I wanted another chance to try to do good um and i'm gonna go into the part where tell a brief story of when you knew god was real yeah yeah goes into it okay um in that moment in that closet i uh just prayed and i i I held these these two babies in my arms um and i just prayed and i said god please please let me see another day. Please let me be okay. And um, in that moment, it went white again, like my baptism. And I couldn't see anything, but I could hear so much. And after I was done praying, I had finally curled up in a ball, fell asleep and um woke up the next morning and one of the the people that i surrounded myself with he goes 
he he opens the closet and he goes, I knew you were in here. So let's go let's go call your parents. And that at that moment I realized God had God had heard me because I said, I just want one more day. I just want to see my parents. Um and in that moment, uh, I just I started crying and um he and another girl brought me and the other, the girl, she said, nope, you're not going. Just held, tried to hold me back. Silent. One of the guys had gotten her distracted and um, I had just gotten off the phone, a payphone with uh, my grandmother who lived right across the street from where I was at. And I told her where I was and what did she do? But she got right on the phone with my parents and said, this is where Jessica's at. She's alive. Because my parents and my grandma's, grandmother thought I was just in the ditch somewhere, like gone. And so we waited there. So it was about a 15-minute drive from our house to where I was at. And I'm sitting outside, and all of a sudden, there's a stoplight there on Murray and Allen. And I see my parents gray van at the stoplight with the blinker on and i was so scared in that moment that uh, more of that evil was going to come out and my parents or whoever was in that van was going to be facing that um and they finally pulled up my dad said get in the van and i told him i said i can't i i can't i can't hurt you they they will they will they will hurt you. Um, and he got really, really frustrated. He's like, Jessica, Elise, get your butt in this van right this moment. And my mom and my sister dragged me into the van, shut the door. Um, and as we drove off, the the girl, she had shot, shot at the van, trying to pop tire, whatever. And in that, in that moment of the closet, of the baptism, the closet, my parents coming, that is when I realized, like, Jessica, you've got to stop playing with your life. You've got you've to change something or there's not going to be a tomorrow. There's not going to be every moment that God is, God is, God is with you, but there's not, there's not always going to be a tomorrow if you continue on this path. So that night or that day when they brought me home, my mom said I weighed 90, 92 pounds and I looked like skeletal. I was very, very, very thin. And, um, they called the officers for me to make a report of everything that had gone on. And, they had left and later on that night there was a knock on the door and I was very, I was very timid and very scared. And what scared me even most is the fact that I was putting my family in danger from the choices that I had made. Um, they knocked and they said, you have something that belongs to me. And my father is the one that answered the door. And he said, you know what? She was mine. 
but she wasn't mine. She was God's and you took her. And if you don't get off my property, I will show you the wrath of went on, carried on into my father wasn't putting up with what they thought that they could do. Um, was very angry and said so many curse words, so many, just, he went off. He was like, get off my property. I will. It was bad. And that night my mom just held my face and she said, Jessica, I love you, but there needs to be a change. And she goes, so for that, you need to, you need to go away for a while. So I went to, um, got locked up for a while, um, went into a halfway house and at the age of 18, almost 19 is when I got to come out and just change my life (laughs) for the better. It's been a long journey, but it's been a, it's been a good one because I don't think I would be where I am today. If it wasn't for the stuff that I went through. Uh, uh, but, um, yeah, so God has shown me that he's real in so many ways. Good and bad. And I don't mean to make you cry. Oh, no, keep talking. I just, it's. <laughs> It's just amazing what you've been through and how God has redeemed your life and made it so beautiful. And it could have looked so different. And it did look yeah. different for a while. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, these are happy tears. So I keep, keep talking. I just, it's just, it's powerful. Your story is powerful, Jessica. So much hope and so much crap, so much crap that you've been through. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) A lot. A lot. Um, So were you, how old were you when you came, when you kind of came out? Were you still 15, 16? I was still, I was just 16. 16. So you you were in the the halfway house for about three years or so. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, from, from that moment of that evening where my mom just touched my face and told me that I need to go away. She doesn't want me to. Um, I had never felt so close to my mom in my life. That moment was a moment that God made possible um, for me to see that my mom loved me so much in even in all the hurt that I had caused her as my mother mm-hmm. and my father. I know that uh, what I've gone through is one of one of the biggest reasons why I am so aware and also so scared for our kids. Like, I'm aware of it. I know what's out there. And um, that's why we have such an open household of, we want to know everything. We want to know the, the not so good, the great, like 
You need to be honest. And I know, I know our kids are going to, are always going to have this with them. Cause I always say, you just got to be honest, like, just be honest with me. Like I'm yeah. here for you. I'm not, I, I know I'm not like your best friend from school, but one day you will realize that I am the one person that you can bring things to without judgment, without, without having any fear or having that fear of my mom's going to disown me. And I tell them that highly because I thought I couldn't take certain things to my parents mm-hmm. and did it in totally different ways. And I was afraid of the outcome. But I will say that this Christian experience from start to finish with myself is just a journey of faith and believing and knowing that it gets better every day. It gets better and God is so good. He is so good. Even to to today. He is amazing um, in our life. Our life's not perfect, but it's, I wake up every day. My husband wakes up. The kids are here every day and mm-hmm. take each day with new journeys, new hopes mm-hmm. and do what you can. Yeah. Life's too short. Don't, don't waste it on the stuff that's not not important. Yeah. I will say that uh, telling this story, when I was reading these questions, mm-hmm. I was so terrified. I was so terrified to let people in. There's only a few handful of people that know some of my past. Mm-hmm. And even though I didn't go into the nitty gritty, um, it feels so good to get that off of my chest. So good. Well, I'm really proud of you. I'm all choked up, (laughs) but I'm really proud of you for doing that because it's beautiful and it's powerful and and I don't judge you. It just makes me um, love you more for being, just being real and honest. Thank you. And I will say that the vine and the people in the vine have had a very, very huge, big impact on my faith journey. Um, big time recently. And even praying about these questions and their answers, I knew that if, even if speaking out of this, like I said, if you're going to, I am who I am. Mm-hmm. You get me how I am, yeah. just like God does. And um, I, I would say that it has to do with the community that I have built outside of our house when it comes to the vine that has made me feel it's okay to share it's belong, believe, become. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that. I love that you just shared some hard stuff um, because that's, uh, it's not easy, but it's, it's beautiful. And we don't know who's going to be listening to this and hearing your story, um, what God has brought you through and, and how he might use that in somebody's life. Yeah. And even just feeling like I know you a little bit better or whoever might listen to this knows you a little bit better. It's just, it just brings us closer to, to each other too, to be able to, you know, um, not hold it and feel like you have to hide and feel like, what if somebody knew this about me, you know, Um, like you said, it's like a weight off and so much. That's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I was just talking to Chris about it as when I said, it says to tell a brief story when you knew God was real. And I said every day in life also, but the things that I, how I know he's real, some of the like real, real yeah. situations. Those are something that's very hard. And I kind of went over it a little bit with him this morning and he knows my story of it. And he was he said, you're really going to share that? Like, you're going to, you do know that anybody can see this, right? And I said, yeah, but I, yeah, I do. And it's okay. It's, yeah. it's okay. And he just smiled at me and he's like, okay, you, you do you, babe. <laughs> Pretty much. So, uh. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. So, Jessica, what is one question you have for God? Mm. Simple. They're just very simple ones. Um, what would you, what do you like to eat? What would you eat? Like, what's your, <laughs> what would you like to eat? Because I uh-huh. love food, right? Uh-huh. And another one is, would do you sing? Would you sing and dance like we do when we are praising you? Would you sing and dance? Uh-huh. Those are two. I don't know. That's what came to my mind. I know those are goofy and weird. I love but it. Yeah. I love it. I love what it. would you eat? And would you sing and dance? Uh-huh. I'm sure he would. Right? I'm I think sure. so. Yeah. Absolutely. oh I love that all right well we're going to wrap it up with the last couple of questions and the first one is what is something good that's come out of this crazy quarantine time for you Mm -hmm. that was hard because this whole quarantine time has been just a struggle. Well, so. you have had you've had a lot of additional things on top of quarantine. A lot yes. of personal things and health things, so you've been through a lot. So so what I did, what I did just I I was honest about it. It's good that's come out of this quarantine is uh people coming together. Um 
even in this crazy quarantine, we've been blessed to be able to see family members and stick with some friends. And I'm not a social media guru, but you know, it's okay um, in this time because video chatting has saved me mm. multiple times. Mm-hmm. So what's been good that's come out of this is family, friends, and community. And the fact that people come together in this. And even with all the hate and stuff that's out there, there's still good. There's still good that's happening every day. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's yeah come out of this quarantine that's good for me. Mm-hmm. What is your go-to order from your favorite restaurant in the Tri-Cities? Mm, easy. It's Super Uno Tacos. I, okay, I tell my husband all the time, I might as well have been Hispanic because I love <laughs> Mexican food. <laughs> like, I could eat it all day, every day. Okay, so what, what, res- what is the restaurant? It's just a taco truck. Where? It's is it called taco Super tra- Uno? Super Uno, and you don't get steak, don't get chicken, you get pork, and okay, it's delicious. Where is this located? This is right off of Welgen, um, right past. Oh, is it kind of across from Fred Meyer? Not that one. Not that one. Okay. So if you go down, going towards like Winco instead of up towards the bypass, um, there's a Shell gas station and another little mini mart that taco truck right there but it's not the one up by Fred Meyer I've tried it no good not to me okay okay I don't like that one as much as super uno but yeah super, super uno. uno yeah awesome. gotta try it gotta I try will it. we will we love tacos especially for Gabe. trucks yes <laughs> Gabe and Sally and their family went with us one time and they they thought it was pretty great themselves so they concurred try it. okay yeah we will yeah what is the title of the last book you read? Um, I've read two recent ones, but um, it's Love to a Whore's Daughter. It's by Lisa F. Barnes, and it's about this, this girl who had a rough life, and um, she's brought the best out. It's kind of similar it's kind of crazy that I, I love it because it's great. And it did bring tears to me. Um, mm-hmm. But Loved to a Horse Daughter by Lisa F. Barnes. It's great. It's a great book. All right. And my last question is, what is bringing you joy right now? Being here every day with my family, having another day. I think I said it already once, but. Um, being able to wake up and be like, I'm here. Mm -hmm. That's that, that brings me joy in itself is that I am able to be here for another day to grow and to learn. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, family as well, family and friends. See how I always go to family friends. Yes, I do. Yes. I love (laughs) them. Yeah, I love that about you. And it is definitely evident. Yes, good. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you. It It was a lot, but it was great. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation. 
be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of these stories that help us connect with each other right here in the Tri-Cities.